your face shine that we may be saved. The gospel lesson this morning comes from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 through 56. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength, he has shown strength with, his, with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. For our children's time today, I wanted to think a little bit about what it meant to come home for love and what it meant to come home for love when not everything was well. Sometimes we come home for love and it's, it's not exactly as we, we hope. And there was this wonderful book I wanted to share with you. Maybe you know it. And maybe I'm sharing it with you for the first time. So it's by an author by the name of Bell Hooks. Let me share it with you. It's called Homemade Love. My mama calls me girl pie. Her sweet, sweet. Daddy's honey bun chocolate dewdrop. Sometimes parents have a way of doing this with kids. Homemade. All good, good. But everything I do cannot be right because there is no all the time right. That felt right to me. Okay. All the, but all the time, any hurt can be healed. 
all wrongs can be forgiven, and all the world can make peace again. Kiss, kiss. Kids' books have a particular way. Let life go on. And all the girly pies sleep tenderly. Lost deep in dreams, nighttime slumber, closed door, sleep alone time. Memories of arms that hold me. Holding me still. No need to fear the dark place, because everywhere is home. For you and I, if we come home to God's love, everywhere is home. Let's pray and ask God to help us with that. Will you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for your love. Where everywhere is home. Amen. Sometimes coming home for love means finding those who will offer unconditional support and allowing your heart song to sing. Mary heard this news, Jackie read it for us, that she would be the bearer of the Christ child and she didn't go immediately to her betrothed Joseph. She didn't go to lean on the arms of her father and her mother, who we know from the tradition are named Anne and Joachim. Instead, she runs to be with her cousin, Elizabeth. Elizabeth wasn't just next door. The fact was, her home was in the hill country of Judea, some distance away from these prestigious places that you and I know, Jerusalem, Rome, Bethlehem, even Nazareth. We've heard of all these places. And this kind of underscores the fact, God of love lifts up these unheard of places, these unheard of people. We remember Elizabeth, you and I, from her own miraculous story, do you remember it? In which Gabriel announces her pregnancy, the one with John the Baptist. She announced it to Zechariah, who had the good sense while he was at work to wonder 
how such a mature couple <laughs> could create a child. And after answering this query, the angel Gabriel, do you remember? Renders him mute until the birth of his son John. Elizabeth and Mary, though generations apart, create a home, a space for one another in this unique situation together. No wonder Mary went with haste to be with Elizabeth. She wanted some time and some space to process, to figure out what was going on, to be with an older and a trusted relative who would understand a woman with her own astonishing pregnancy. She sought chosen friends and family quickly. Some of us will understand this quickly aspect, especially in this season. We'll know what it's like as we're flitting from wrapping presents to baking cookies to driving children to folding laundry. We know what it's like right now to be moving from one thing to the others. Others of us, we don't move with haste right now. We move with intention and at the speed of focus. Let me explain it this way. Have you ever gone to your family's home and you start talking with your siblings or your relatives, telling the stories of days gone by, recounting those times that haven't been talked with in, let's say, a moment, and all of the sudden, someone is trying to recall the name of an old neighbor, or someone needs to go into the back room and find a picture, or someone needs to dust off something from the attic or the garage, and conspiracies and schemes have all of a sudden been hatched in that time of gathering together. You're often running in just being together. You know now what it's like for Elizabeth and Mary together. Home is a place where we find love. To glimpse the unconditional love of God at home here on earth is rare. Coming home to love with chosen family and beloved friends is truly a gift. There's a story that's told about the writer Harper Lee, the famed author of To Kill a Mockingbird. In 1965, Lee was a struggling writer. And there were friends of hers, Michael and Joy Brown, who gave her this gift. She had been a ticketing agent for an airline. She'd just been writing on the weekends, nothing much. And her friends invited her to New York. And nestled in the Christmas tree was this envelope. She pulled the envelope out of the tree, and it was addressed to her. Opening it up, it said, you have one year off from your job to write whatever you please. 
Merry Christmas. At first she thought it was a joke. And then she protested. They convinced her of this gift. The result of that year was to kill a mockingbird. Love takes many forms, and it comes from all kinds of sources. As we lit today the candle of love, we're reminded that God often works through our loving relationships. Love is regularly an unfolding force in history and takes the shapes of generations of ordinary and unexpected, sometimes vulnerable people. During the Advent season, we are waiting, you and I, for God to come near to us. One of the translations for the word Advent is God coming towards us. I was reflecting on that this week and thinking about our prayer mailboxes that we have here in the front of the church and at the rear as well. And this week, when Brenda Rambo gave me the stack, it was as big as my hands are apart. She handed me cards and napkins, pieces of paper, whatever people could find to put their requests on. And they were for family members and friends. They were for themselves and this church. They were for the world. They prayed that God would come near to them, come near for healing and restoration after cancer and broken families, come near for wholeness and healing among infertility and mental health, for comfort and peace after grief and loneliness. They understood what Advent means in the midst of their prayer requests. The psalmist calls for God to come near and restore God's people to this same sense of what they've known with God. In Advent, we too call on God for that nearness from the God who we've known from up there and down here to be the God who is with us. It sometimes seems like a new arrival, but the truth is, God's been with us all along. And Mary and Elizabeth discover that as they expect their new arrival, that God has been with us all along. And Mary can't help but sing. Dietrich Bonhoeffer describes it this way. The Magnificat is at once a passionate and wild, even revolutionary hymn. It's not gentle. It's not tender. It's not the dreamy Mary that you sometimes see in paintings. It's not sweet or nostalgic like you see in Christmas carols. It's hard and strong. It's the power of God against the powerlessness of humankind. Love that brings so much change through God's power. So empowering up and uplifting is the song of Mary 
that when the British ruled India, they actually outlawed the words of the Magnificat. Did you know that? They said these were too strong, these words that came from Luke. The people will think too much about revolution if they hear the words of the Bible. Love ultimately changed too much for those in power. Our poet laureate Amanda Gorman writes of this kind of change that love brings in her book, Change Things. I sing with all the planets and hills of history. I hum with a hundred hearts, each of us lifting a hand, that there is love when my change sings. Themes of majesty and possibility that swirl the same as Mary sings in her Magnificat. When you and I come home for God's love, the kind that Mary sung in, it rights wrongs, it feeds the hungry, it knocks down the haughty, it restores relationships, it brings God's way in our lives, it works for the full realization of God's way in our world. I read for you one of Bell Hook's children's books. I thought of her books this week because the great public scholar passed away this week. You may or may not be familiar with her. She was born Gloria Jean Watkins in Hopkinsville, Tennessee. She was the child of a postal worker and a homemaker. She stayed up past her own bedtime when she was a child. Anybody else do that? She was reading books underneath the covers with the lights on until her siblings would call the parents to make sure that they would turn off the lights so they could go to sleep. They would hear the noise of her making notes on the pages. She ended up becoming a scholar and a writer, and her engagement with class and race and gender pushed society to include the voices of those who had been historically marginalized. She described her own faith as that which included both Buddhism and Christianity, and her observations about love felt really apropos this week. She said this, I believe wholeheartedly that the only way out of domination is love. And the only way into really being able to connect with others and to know how to be is participating in every aspect of your life as a sacrament of love. Mary and Elizabeth remind us that this is an epic and multi-generational love story, the nativity story. The story of God coming to us invites everyone to come home to love. When we come home to love, as Mary learned from her ancestor Hannah, we're wise to remember what our ancestors taught us. We're wise to follow Mary's example and go with haste 
to those who will love us well and give us that kind of support. And drawing from the inspiration of those who've gone by, we're wise to lift up our voices with courage and sing, God's love is remaking our world. This, my friends, is the good news. It's the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.